1: You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael.
0: What is up, everybody? Welcome back from the episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael.
2: What's up, man? I'm over here. I've got my my Waterloo lemon lime that I completely finished before we started because I couldn't help myself. I, I've seen these... I'm in this random like smoke and mash group on mm-hmm. Facebook that I think Keith, host of host of Dinger Derby, writer at Red Raider Dugout. Uh, I think he invited me to that group, and everyone's always drinking their bourbon with accompanied by a Waterloo sparkling water, and I just thought it can't be that good. It just it just can't be, but but this lemon lime I'm telling you guys it tastes like Skittles. It tastes like if you combine the lemon and lime Skittles, which thankfully they changed from they changed the green apple back to lime as God intended. If you combine that, that is the flavor of this water, and it's it's delightful. It's good to see you, man. Hi, he's rocking the hair raid again. I think he's starting a new hair tradition. Raid. Hair raid T-shirt
0: is back on. I was uh, I was telling you right before we started celebrating a couple of big wins today got the house back under contract which is big news yeah you did and we were able to settle some property disputes yeah with uh-huh. a, a death in the family some proceeds anyways big shout out to Seth as a well, consultant did consultant. you send him a dollar <laughs> he's he's going to send me an invoice i bet
2: i've seen that on the tv if as long yeah. as you as long as you give them a dollar you can tell them anything that yeah. that's how lawyers work. That's what I that's what
0: I've seen. That's how we get uh get the client privilege. That's right. Client attorney privilege. Um no, he was a big help because it was, you know, dealing with the estate of my my dad. He mm-hmm. he passed without a will, so like there were some issues about like how things would be split and all that kind of stuff. Big lesson learned for everybody. Make sure you get a will. Yep. Uh anyways, a couple big wins today. I was excited. I don't sound it. I just just feel drained <laughs> after all this crap. Because even getting the house under contract, it was back and forth. This is, I believe, this is a party that wanted to come see the house the first time it was listed, and we. I think this is the people we canceled on when we went under contract the first time. And then the the, the offer came in today. We actually had an offer withdrawn over the weekend because Daddy Big Bucks wrote a check, and said go buy yourself a bigger house. It's hurtful
2: um, or just, just go buy yourself a house and have a smaller
0: mortgage small, payment or use that and go buy a new truck.
2: I'm sure. I don't know how big, <laughs> how much money
0: are we talking? I don't know, man. I don't know that that's that was until I, had to, I don't care. That was, was not,
2: that was not an issue I had with, with my parents.
0: I was frustrated. I was like, we didn't even get to review the offer before. Like it was, Hey, we have an offer in hand. We're going to wait for this other one to come through and then we'll review it together to, Hey, I I wish I was calling with better news, but that offer has been withdrawn.
2: Yeah. We didn't get to see it. They had a windfall. Anyways.
0: Congrats. Under contract. Hopefully we'll be able to say that this time next week. Hopefully it sticks. (laughs) Closing day. So it's supposed to close the exact same day we closed in the new house, which also gave me some anxiety. So I was like, I was calling the bank today. I was like, bro, how does this work? He's like, don't worry. We got you. Good. You can. You'll close on the sale of your house that you're living in now first in the morning. As long as you're done before you go close on the next one, the funds, it'll it'll, all work out. Just magically. All the the paperwork trail will be there even if we don't have the cash in hand. I was like, if you say so.
2: It's all computers now anyway. It's just all computers.
0: I was like, it's a lot of money. And tubes, all sorts of things. Good for A to be We still have a tube system at the, in the hospital. That we they, they I say they because I don't use it. What do you put they in there? Hard candy? Like orders to the pharmacy. Oh, so the, yeah, hard candy. <laughs> it's perfect.
2: It's perfect for that. Hey, can lab. I get some can I get some lifesavers? You, you don't you don't want to up to my
0: office? You don't you know what's coming out of that tube. <laughs> Anyways. So it's again, I I I'm relieved but i i i know I, I realize i sound down i'm actually pretty excited and relieved
2: the only it's time good. you're fired up is when you're angry so this is kind of this tracks this makes sense
0: i don't and i don't i don't looking at our notes i don't envision any no. fire tonight
2: no no fire we had a little fire last week we're, we're we've calmed down now i think we're we're back on we're back even keel we're, we're we're hitting summer mode it's 106 degrees it's too damn hot to be on fire you just got to well it's with
0: that that's what it was. You weekend. just got to
2: roll with it. It's all yeah. the
0: effort to to get the house ready between all these showings. And it was like 110. I was like, this sucks.
2: Yeah. I was drained from not even going outside this weekend. It was just so hot. It was, like it was really, Sunday. I didn't even, I just, just looked outside and just thought, Oh God, it's just, it's too. Hot it's so there. miserable. I mean, it's nice and warm out here or in my, in my room, but Oh God, it just looks so hot.
0: I can't, I can't do it. It was really sad yesterday, Monday, the high of 102 was like, it's not so bad today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some reprieve. It's All great. right. We're going to talk about some baseball, We're going get some final thoughts and where we think the team performed under over or just right. Um, look around the rest of the super regionals and give you like a, not even a preview, but just a, here's who's playing in Omaha. What, what's interesting about that? um, and then odds and ends, mainly basketball news. There's a couple of roster editions. yeah, some kind of interesting ones. Both are interesting to me. Yeah. And then we'll wrap it up with what we'll wrap up with what we learned. But if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, realize it is the off season. We're not doing a big full countdown as the gambling gouchos are, but if you want to follow us on the Twitter, because that's where it happens at 23 personnel. Follow me Spencer at Punts Suck and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. You can also find us over on, well, not over on. You can find us with sports drink. Color cast, sports drink. All the same things. Um I should have had this pulled up.
2: I can do it. I got pull it pulled up if you Oh, want. man, if you wouldn't mind. His- Today's episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats. So go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink spelled like SportsDrink without the vowels so at s-p-r-t-s-d-r-n-k and all we ask is that you close the door behind you because we're trying not to let the funk out
0: yes sir with that let's jump into baseball yeah let's let the funk out left field well struck there
1: okay it's time to commit And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home.
0: preps and some time because all the teams.
1: Wow, this one launched deep left off the battle of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven deep to right. Kirsten to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the
0: All right, so we are in the Texas Tech offseason, actually, Michael. Not going to Omaha. However, there are teams headed to Omaha. Super Regionals wrapped up yesterday with Auburn holding on to defeat Oregon State for that last spot in Omaha. So your bracket is set. Interesting, at least in my mind, had Texas Tech, granted we're talking about had they advanced to the Super Regionals and had they... Beating Tennessee in the Super Regionals, had they done that, had they advanced all the way to Omaha? A lot of ifs. The the side of the bracket they would have been on would have they would have been paired up with or matched up with Oklahoma, Texas, and Texas A&M.
2: Yeah, a pretty a pretty good uh, regional bracket there. Yeah, it would be kind of cool. The other other no love lost. Other side of the bracket, um, where I've been told on Twitter, a lot of lifelong fans reside. There's a lot of lifelong fans of this other bracket right now.
0: Arkansas. Stanford, Ole Miss, Auburn. So, SEC gets four teams into Omaha. Well, six if you can. Yeah, I was about, about to say. Oklahoma, are we Omaha, sure? Are we? Are
2: we sure? Which is kind of ridiculous when you think about it. And then, congrats to the ACC for getting uh,
0: Notre Dame in there. Essentially, two independents. Mm,
2: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it did kind of sting uh, my Aggie friend that we emailed We've been emailing each other back and forth, of course. And well, the the first thing I did was I sent him an email on Friday. Hey, get your checkbook out because home field apparel had just dropped a new Aggie baseball shirt. And he said, yeah, I've bought so many shirts for teams that I probably shouldn't like. He said, I've got a bunch of Arizona state gear for some reason, just because I really like it. And it's so comfortable. But anyway, no free ads. Uh, Texas A&M. That would have been just that I, I, I kind of worry about them. I kind of worry about the Aggies. Not that I
0: worry like about the Aggies worry about as in you think they could win it or worry about them. Like their mentality is, I, OU, I'm,
2: Oh, you yeah, man.
0: I I'm mean,
2: okay. I, I'm trying not to be the guy that, okay, well the team that kicked our butt this year, that's the one that I think is, is really good, but they did. Uh, they beat tech every time they played them, but once this year and, they are on a nine and two run since the end of the regular season. They've yet to lose two in a row, obviously, because if they had, they would have been out be of out, yeah. those respective things. a um, and kind of on a similar run. I mean, they've, I think they've lost one game since the season ended. And I think it was the big 12 or, you know, the sec championship or something. I forgot what it was. A&M has been doing really well too. They're kind of on a streak, but I think Oklahoma, their offense has just really proven to be something special. And if there is such a thing as a streaky team making it, it's the Sooner's time. What do you, what do you think? It's unbelievable. Is that he thinks that they're going to come out of that bracket? That's what I've got. I don't know what the that, odds are. I should, I should have contacted the Gauchos before. I don't know what the odds are, but I'm, I'm putting money on. I would put money on Oklahoma to come out of this bracket. Just how how well they've played lately, the last like two months.
0: And I was gonna say that that matchup between Notre Dame and, and Texas would be interesting because of the offensive firepower that Texas has. But we saw them extinguish the Volunteers in Knoxville. Yeah, like and they Twast. were able to do it with their own offense. It wasn't like they just relied on defense. They got up there, and they were they were smoking the ball, man.
2: Which just shows how well Tech pitched you know, in their regional. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and we mentioned that it was, uh, you course, lost. everyone's mentioned that it was really obvious, but it's yeah, not you like lost. it's some astute observation.
0: Both those games against another name were just one run games and like down
2: to an error and just some really wild pitch here yeah. or a
0: just, yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I, I did see a tweet from our, our, one of our favorite Twitter followers follows, Stephen Shock, he was a pitcher for Virginia a couple of years ago. Um, he said, "I know we don't do the college home run derby anymore, but can we get Ivan Melendez and uh, I'm forgetting his first name, but DeShera from Auburn? He's like, I'll even pitch. I've got experience doing that
2: <laughs> in Omaha. Yeah, he had to yeah. throw that in there just to because
0: um, that that would be pretty fun. Uh, you know, you you all remember when Eric Gutierrez competed and like in his round he hit like 50 home runs or something. It was not well." not his round and his, his time competing. Oh, right. Over right. the three or four rounds. He did it. Um, and I realized after listening to that, that crossover episode between the, the gauchos and Keith, that the stadium in Omaha has been renamed again. So I, I couldn't even tell you what it's called now. It's another bank. <laughs> TD Meritrade, <laughs> it, it was something else too. What, what? Wells Fargo. Anyways, we're just going to keep um, naming all these banks.
2: Is it Happy State Bank? It's probably Happy State it's Bank, probably Bank, isn't it? Happy State yeah. Bank. That's what I was thinking.
0: Anyways, uh, so I don't, because I, I've watched so little non Big 12 baseball, I don't have a feel for Auburn or Ole Miss or Arkansas. I know Arkansas has been really good for a while and they went toe to toe and obviously took out Oklahoma State in Stillwater. Um, But I know Stanford from last year. Um, But
2: yeah, I think that this will be, I mean, have, have these always been on ESPN? Like the mothership ESPN. There's a lot of these games on ESPN. But anyway, uh, I, I think it'll be a good world series. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how much I watch. I probably won't watch just a lot, (laughs) but it's one of those things. If I'm in front of the TV and, Oh yeah. Let's let's check it out. Let's see how the, the College World series is going. It's just once tech is out with baseball, I just I just start to lose it. It's it's not that way with I mean I mean it's kinda of that way with basketball.
0: Charles Schwab Field. Oh Charles Schwab. It a bank. It's
2: an investor. Yeah.
0: Charles We make sense of investing. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah, I'm I'm as a baseball fan, I will probably tune in here and there. But like,
2: it kind of stings to see Notre Dame still in there, though. I think that just kind of that that ruffles my feathers.
0: Yeah, and I it didn't even it didn't really feel better when we got eliminated by Michigan and they went on to win it. Um, right, because there were times like like you just felt like uh, we should have beaten them. Um. So like. Not like the Oklahoma A and M. The, the game's on Friday, so the, the, it starts on Friday, the seventeenth. Oklahoma A and M is game one. Notre Dame, Texas, those games interest me the most. That like that side of the bracket. The other side, I would probably not watch until that team made it to the finals.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't seek it out. So I might actually seek out some of that first bracket.
0: Yeah, which is just on, on Friday. So
2: yeah, which is just Big Twelve circa. 2007
0: or or just sec west
2: <laughs> sec west plus independent, <laughs> independent. um well they're, they're not pods though
0: no hmm. well, i mean pods.
2: yeah they can have okay they'll, yeah they'll play the same three teams over and over and then they will have some rotating other teams but it's not a pod spencer just know not a pod. that the sec refuses it, it's pod erasure there there's no pod stolen valor of pod Potting pudding? pudding. It's too close nice. to
0: podcasts. And I, I just get really, I just have weird feelings about the number of text tech podcasts these days. I, yeah. There's <laughs> and, a lot of them. And Like I, I have, I have no basis. Like, it's not like I'm saying like they're all trash or they're all excellent. And I'm, 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 I'm feeling threatened or anything because we're not, that's not a thing. Like we're here to provide Bring it on, fans of Texas Tech. We should all get together. Content.
2: We should all get together sometime and just uh, have a have a what do you call it? Oh, like a what? panel? No, <laughs> no, not a panel. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> that formal. Like, uh, like where you bring a covered dish. You just everyone oh, just everyone um, just brings some food. You just have a, a potluck. Potluck. Yeah, Texas Tech, Tech podcast. Texas potluck. Tech podcast potluck. Podcast potluck. What would you bring not affiliated with texas tech university we would all have to say that <laughs> except for maybe one there might be one that is um i would bring i'd probably just bring pulled pork like just a big oh so you're a bringing a vat of pulled pork okay. i think but that's 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 exactly what i picture everyone doing though like <laughs> every a bunch of guys coming just, with the entree if it's all a bunch of guys that host podcasts they're like well i'm gonna bring brisket okay well i'm gonna bring brisket too okay that's cool um, well I'll bring some tortillas with my brisket. Oh great. So we can have oh, good brisket wraps. So I, I thought pulled pork, that'll be slightly different. <laughs> a lot of jalapeno poppers. There's going to be uh, a lot of versions of queso mac and cheese. It sounds great, doesn't it? Fa- so we sh- we should totally do this. We should, we should do, do this it. podcast potluck where it's just nonstop protein and dairy and just it's let just it ride. Tr- Make our- sure it's outside yeah, or a very well ventilated area. Perhaps does anyone have a carport? A carport would be good. We might could do that. I've, I've thrown everything off. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, so let's bring back to tech tech baseball and not, not the, not the teams in Omaha. <clears throat> so we, we talked about how we would, uh, last week we do like just a season wrap up, and really, I, I want to just answer one question. Like, how do you feel they performed? It was an overperformance of what we thought this team would do, and they just went further and did better than they probably should have. Uh, did we get caught up into the the history and, and the, the I wouldn't call it a streak, but how well the team was playing in April? Did we get caught up in that? And the ride into one game out from <laughs> winning another conference title or was it like just right where they should have and we expected them to finish.
2: I I think and if you haven't already and you've mentioned it um check out the latest episode of Gambling Gauchos Keith Patrick's on there with Rob and they talked a lot of baseball and kind of had that same question and you know after listening to that I I'm changing my mind a little bit. I was leaning that way already cuz last week if you'd asked me that cuz it was still kind of too raw. The Going down in the regional the way they did, uh, I would have felt like they they underperformed. You know, I I would have felt like they should have at least made it to a super regional. Um, but after being reminded of and honestly, you know, hearing a bunch of things I didn't know that I think they they just about overperformed based off of all the attrition they kind of faced with injuries, um and, you know, with some other you know, some illnesses and some, you know, some really rough things going on just kind of at at the culture of the team, along with, uh, you know, losing a bunch of guys last year or the last couple of years, kind of going with a a completely different group, guys playing different positions, uh, some some guys going through just really untimely hitting slumps, Uh, you, you know, aside from an awful stretch, when was that? April or March or something. They had that that pretty rough skid. Uh, you know, if, if we, or it was pretty much right after the Texas game, right after the yeah, Texas
0: when, series. When they lost to, to Grand Canyon, Haveline yeah. Christian. and
2: Yeah, yeah. It was pretty much right after that. Uh, you know, had those gone differently, I think I might've felt a slightly more positive about it overall. But um, I would say they, knowing what I know, and a lot of it was from, you know, Keith and Rob talking it out. I would say, I think they did overperform to, to get to the final game of a regional in a year where they faced all of these things that they faced, uh, you know, even getting to a regional might be considered overperforming. And also they were right there in the big 12 title race, you know, up right up to the last weekend and weren't able to pull it out, obviously, but they were in the mix totally had their own destination or their what do you how do you what's the phrase? Their their destiny in their own hands or something. They control their own destiny. That's to think it yeah, they control the Yes. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> I'm kind of yeah. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards overperform now that I've got a a week removed, level head, some good insight from a couple of couple of guys talking on another on another good podcast he would probably i wonder what they would bring to the potluck i bet rob would bring he's got one of those blackstone griddles oh, he'd have something really good coming off of that i don't know if he'd bring burgers or like a big batch of fajitas man i don't know i i maybe he'll tell us
0: i had been not subtly dropping hints that for my birthday and father's oh, day, father's since day since yeah. they're both so close together it's like <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't mind a you know uh Blackstone griddle. griddle yeah. sounds like you want another cooking implement to go outside and on our already small porch I was like yes yes i do you know what M- maybe not this year since we're trying to move but yes yes actually actually i do i would love a, a, a griddle She's like, don't you already have like a cast iron one that goes in the grill I was like yeah but it's different this it's is different. different it's different it's, it's not propane like, it's like this big it's like 18 inches maybe by nine or ten but inches. you're like you could be like a full-on short order cook with with what you want and i don't want a massive one i don't want the the big like 36 inch order up or 48 whatever that big one is you just got like 19 eggs on there just because you can it's like (laughs) samantha we 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 need we need a couple dozen eggs like there's just the three of us eating breakfast well
2: i mean we're gonna meal plan baby we're gonna we're gonna make burritos for the next seven days Mm. just a lot of egg burritos (laughs) nothing else in them because i kind of ran out of room
0: okay so what would you think keith would bring
2: uh, let's see. Because
0: the time that we've gotten together and we've actually brought food, he brought this, um, he brought a vegetable side. Oh, yeah. Which what I, was that? It was, I, was I can't remember cold? that. It was like corn, corn based or had corn Yeah, it? it was, it was good. Whatever it was, it was delicious. Yes,
2: it was. And well, he, he likes to make, he, he kind of goes sous vide. I like sous vide. But you know, it's hard to, it's hard to bring that to a potluck. You know, it's, it's hard to like sous vide some delicious porterhouse pork chops. Sure. For a potluck, unless you want to like take out a loan and then there's gonna be like 12 guys there. And so maybe, maybe if we, maybe if we gave him a little bit, maybe
0: 12 podcasts or about 30 guys, there, a a little
2: bit of this ludicrous (laughs) podcast money we're making. If we shove, shove some of that his way, he might sous vide us some, uh, some Porterhouse, Porterhouse pork chops.
0: Yeah. Um. So anyways, I, not to just like blindly or just, rubber stamp everything you just said about I think Texas Tech probably overperformed this season I think the way that I kind of set up the question was a lot of how I felt like I tend to get swept up into the wave of momentum or emotion throughout the season and I was also um, as, as relatively new money fan here of Texas Tech baseball like I haven't like when I was going to school, yes, Dan Spencer was the head coach and it was just, I went to a few baseball games because I liked baseball. Yeah. Not because we were any good.
2: Well, and because it, it was easy to get into him, I'd
0: imagine. Yeah. And, and, and you just you bring a backpack in and just yeah. sit there like just walking right by. Yeah. just, okay, I'm going to sit down and work on some homework. <laughs> or pull out my laptop. I've ever just, seen people do
2: that at basketball games. You don't see that much anymore.
0: No, you can't. <laughs> I, I, I remember. So I was a freshman and, and some, some guys I went to church with, also went to basketball games with, they were med students legit would bring in like these massive textbooks and would just be like reading textbooks during a basketball game. You couldn't ever get away with that now. But I think uh, in terms of the baseball season one, because just the higher expectations of just what this program has seen uh, and, you know, taking for granted that like this may be your golden era and like you get a, you get an off year, where you're one game away from a conference title and um, one game away from getting to the Supers. Mm-hmm. I guess it's technically it's two games in the Supers because you got to beat Notre Dame twice. Two runs, let's put it that way, two runs yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, all, all the things that happened throughout the season and uh, the injuries you sustained and key pieces you were missing. Um. So, yeah, I, I would say, like, Texas tech probably overperformed from the perspective of knowing like this wasn't supposed to be a really good year. And you, you saw that with how the rankings came out. Like you were picked anywhere between like top five to top 25. Uh, And some of that, the top fives were like, you were just getting a respect as a Tim Tadlock era, Texas tech baseball team, the brand, the brand. And some of it was, we're not exactly sure what this team is. And that's exactly how we felt through a lot of the season. So another another thing mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt but
2: another thing that put into put this into perspective for me was i think uh and it may have been posted in our slack chat or i just saw it on on twitter but someone just mentioned the obvious statement of it is hard to win a championship in baseball in college baseball and mm-hmm. they kind of used tennessee as an example tennessee steamrolled people they lost eight games all year yeah two of them last weekend yeah well it it shows on their um on their schedule they're 57 and nine all right
0: sorry so i think
2: they lost nine and that's it and like you said they lost two of them this last weekend i mean this was a team that in theory should have just steamrolled everybody and gone to omaha and just yeah you know just tore up everybody up in omaha as well so i I think that kind of helps soften my perspective and and makes you realize how special this is. You know, if if a team that wins 57 games could not make it, that's just how hard this is. And this is something we need to appreciate and, you know, be a little bit more conscious of going forward. And I'm talking to myself because last week I was still a little... I was trying to talk myself down and, and, you know, it just seemed like it was more of not like, well, I have these expectations. It was more of, well, it just, they were so close, you know, tech was so close to pulling this off and getting to a regional, I mean a super. Um, But now, I mean, just thinking about how a team like Tennessee wasn't able to do it in a year where it just seemed like they were destined to do it. It backs up everything that we were just talking about, uh, that this is something we should enjoy the ride. Don't take it for granted. And, um, you know, have high expectations, but maybe not set, set consequences to them or or, or try to, um, you know, get a little bit too high and mighty about them. Anyway,
0: thanks for coming to my baseball Tennessee TED Talk. So I, I want to point out just a couple of our statistical leaders just as a look at what what we were able to do this year. Uh, I'm going to throw out the top two Hitting leaders because they didn't they didn't play enough to, for me to consider them because like the the best batting average on the team belonged to Drew Reynolds who hit five seventy one and I bet you couldn't tell me how many games he played in <laughs> exactly no Sam Hunt was up there and he, and he did play uh, obviously quite a few more games than Drew Reynolds uh, playing in Dylan Carter's absence body like a back road love it but do you hitters you too are, don't you um, mm-hmm. almost ironically but I actually I, I do kind of enjoy Sam Hunt. I think we on occasion. I don't know if we talked about
2: this, but he a guy a, a guy named Sam Hunt, and I think it was Keith who told me this. It was Keith, either Keith or Labar, because LeBar keeps up with walk-up music too. Mm-hmm. Uh they he came out to Turnpike Troubadours, which is like the most un Sam Hunt country song that you could possibly come out to. I, I was really yeah, I just thought that was a, a boss move.
0: Do, do you remember who came out to Body Like a Back Road? No, I don't remember. It's Michael Davis. <sighs> that's who who introduced introduced us to
2: well that was the, i wonder if that was the only reason sam hunt did do it well obviously i can't so i'm, I'm gonna go with uh, i think he did good lord laurie too which is like oh just a killer song by the
0: by the troubadours anyway go ahead so average leaders for your team three four and five jace young ty coleman cole stillwell jace young at 335 cole stillwell 318 cole sorry ty coleman 318 stillwell 313 and it only shows five, so I, I, I without digging deeper into the Texas Tech website side, to have three starters, at least three starters, hitting over 300 is just fantastic. Um, home runs, you, you know, we, we talked about how how well Texas Tech was hitting for power throughout this season. It was kind of pretty fairly split and spread across the team. Uh, one of the things that we talked about, or it was probably before the, the recording started, Watching some of the Tennessee Super Regional games, we're talking about how Tennessee hit 150 home runs. It was just like, just absolutely ridiculous. Jace Young and Kurt Wilson were tied for the lead in home runs at 14 apiece. I didn't realize they were tied. I didn't either. Parker Kelly hit 10, Stillwell and Easton Morrell both hit nine. Parker Kelly also led the team in stolen bases with only six, but still, your third baseman, <laughs> more athletic than you would have expected, but your third baseman led the team in steals. Jay Sung at five, Dylan Carter probably the faster of of those three, with four along with Kurt Wilson and Hudson White.
2: Send a freshman out there to steal some bases,
0: dude. Hudson White and Owen Washburn. Excited about their yes future couple years here at Texas Tech. Me too. Uh, pitching leaders, no uh, surprises here. Brandon Birdsell led the team in wins with nine. Andrew Morris had eight. Although it's a shame that Andrew Morris <laughs> he got stuck on eight We're, no, I think it was seven because he kept coming up against Oklahoma. And he lost two games there late at the season against Oklahoma. Um, but I think he picked one up in the regional. But uh he was number two. Andrew Morris was number two on the team in ERA at 459, Brandon Bertzel 275, and strikeouts. Bertzel had 106 strikeouts on the year. Morris had 91. Chase Hampton, when when he came on, man, he like he poured it on in terms of strikeouts. He ended the season with 72. Mason Molina had 71. Trenton Parrish, who didn't finish the season, um, was fifth on the team with only 33. So there's was a big jump there. And Granted, those, those top four were starters at one point or for most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brandon Burns will crack in 100. Andrew Morris right there behind him at 91. It's fantastic. couple of guys in your rotation. Um. So... I don't pay for uh, nor do I follow baseball recruiting because it's so difficult uh, trying to balance recruiting well enough to build a team around, but not well enough that your recruiting class gets decimated by the MLB draft because that's something that the coaches and coaching staff have to balance. But listen to, to Keith on that, that episode. He talked about we Texas Tech. We Texas Tech has a top five class in both incoming freshmen and JUCO transfers. So, granted, this is obvious. We're we're still a month out before the draft, but you are expecting an, a great influx of talent. Yeah, to add to this already talented roster,
2: that I'd imagine would mostly play pretty quickly, or not mostly, but well, we, you, you we could did, see some really young a really young team next year.
0: We talk about how you know the whole left side of the infield is going to be replaced. Yep, Jace Young, Kurt Wilson, Parker Kelly. Um, I would assume still well and well I know Hudson White's coming back Um, at your outfield you're gonna have to replace Dylan Carter nope Easton Morrell yeah Carter should still be here Washburn is obviously should, should still be here uh, and then please <laughs> and then a lot of um, well not, not a lot but you'll have some obviously some pitchers to replace um, okay. We, we feel like we've wrapped up the, I think, the baseball season.
2: You know, I feel, I feel like it's, it's, it's a good time to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let the win what is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Quickly. I remember going to, um, this was before we had kids and I was very snobbish about all the, all the music in the kids movies. Like ugh. Whew, glad I don't have to worry about that, and we were at the Fourth of July parade in Lubbock, and it was on Nineteenth Street that year. anyway, they had it closed down, and there was this tent and I guess they were just allowing different kids go up there and sing do like a talent show and It seemed like every other kid picked "Let It Go to sing oh <laughs> a lot of let it go It was bad, it was really bad. So that was my first introduction to hearing that song. But you Adina Menzel or what yeah. she sings it way better.
0: She I she can't stand her voice. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't like, she's like What? Just, you got some let it go even, takes? I don't even know, it's not even it's not even <laughs> let it go. It was mostly from Wicked, but
2: Oh my gosh, I don't even know I don't know her uh, catalog.
0: She may have also been in rent. Oh, okay. Move with Anyways, me Anyway. Move with me people. Ju- just just W- Wicked is, is what I I know her from. And I just there's something about her tone and I just I can't interesting behind it. Huh. It's kinda whiny. What?
2: What do you think about uh oh the actress who plays Anna? Kristen Chenoweth? No. No, it's uh Wig <laughs> It's Veronica Mars. I cannot think of her name. Davis? No. I think that's a Sex in the City lady. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. There we go. It's fine. Yeah, I like her voice. Her voice is good. The guy that plays Kristoff blew my mind, was one of the uh profilers on Mindhunter. Yeah, he's uh like the really kind of OCD guy who's really into hunting serial killers, also plays Kristoff no, and, and he's, sings and yeah. sings extremely well. Yeah. Okay, sorry about all that. Uh that was all just because Spencer was randomly singing Let It Go as we were trying to wrap up the baseball season. So we can move on if you're ready. Or you want to talk as some much, more Disney trivia?
0: No. As much as, as we've done this this new segment, this new segment, this uh, odds and ends, I should have re- re- recorded something besides just like mashing all the buttons <laughs> together. <laughs> odds and ends. Odds and ends. Anyways. Um, did you watch the brand episode four? I did. It was pretty short.
2: Okay. It was pretty brief this week. It was less than 10 minutes. So when so they, they come to an end... Or is it just like... I they- would think so because it was a spring game. Uh, it was basically just kind of like an enhanced highlight video of the spring game. It's fine. Just know I'm not saying any of this in like a, that's all it was. Just that's what it was. It was about 10 minutes. Um, you know, Maguire spoke a little bit at the beginning and the end. The end was more of just his press conference. And I think the thing that that I picked out that I enjoyed the most. Well, one number 13 made an incredible catch that I somehow missed during the actual spring game highlights. And I can't remember who that was, but the, is it the, the the transfer from Minnesota? I don't know. He's Hmm. kind of a tall, skinny guy. Then no, or it seemed like, I mean, he was jumping very high, so it made him seem tall. It was a good catch. I want to see if you, when you find him, but I uh, think the thing that stuck with me that somehow I missed too, during all the spring game stuff, McGuire was telling the, the press guys after it was over, you know, the thing I, I can picture base or f- baseball switch gears, Michael, I can picture football in my you know sleep, like with my eyes closed. And he said, that one of the ways I picture it is if you put your foot in an ant bed and then the ants just swarm all over your leg like that's that's what I want football to be. That, that's what he's trying to picture is just that type awesome. of intensity and that just swarming and going to the ball. And I thought, well, that was that's a pretty West Texas way to put that put that in there. Yeah. So I, I'm still I'm still excited. I'm still not uh, you know um, expecting Tech to change the world this season. Athlon Sports picked Tech ninth out of the Big Twelve. I think that's fair given previous records and how things have gone. So and a whole new coaching change and, you know, a lot of new players and a lot of really good skill players leaving or graduating or moving on, however you want to put it. But I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing and I, am, I'm appreciative of, of the exposure, but, uh, my expectations are still hopefully firmly planted <laughs> on uh, on Mother Earth.
0: Does that mean uh, four wins, three, four wins before November? Because <laughs> we don't win in November. What well, I, I don't know. No. <laughs> take that how you want. Slip back into weed. we'll have we'll we'll be rolling in November with four wins. I don't know what that means. So thirteen eight was Brady Boyd, the transfer from Minnesota. He's listed as six one. Okay, so yeah. Pretty, pretty I, tall, I, 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 pretty tall kid out there jumping. Wouldn't list him as pretty tall. Well, Wouldn't consider him pretty tall. You know, let me know Anton Wesley Hyde, but he's well. When we consider so many of the receivers this year are six four, six five, six six. Anyways, two ba- basketball transfers announced their intent. Yeah, one is a walk on. One is a, a scholarship player. A uh, a rebound. Pun maybe intended. Malik Ondigo returning to Texas Tech. 6'10 junior will be coming back as a
2: walk-on. I'm I'm confused with this. Not confused that he's coming back. I really liked him. He seemed like a... Do y'all remember, I think, before he transferred, they were starting to do a lot more videos, team videos, and he was leading a lot of those videos. Like, he was the guy that was kind of getting the other guys to to open up and talk a little bit more and they'd talk about video games and talk some trash to each other and stuff. So I liked his personality and I liked what he was able to bring to that. And I just felt like that was a good addition to the locker room, whether he played six minutes a game or what didn't matter. But I went back and I thought, man, he, he really hadn't, I hadn't seen him do much. And the reason he hadn't is because he sat
0: out for a year for transferring. Yeah.
2: So he, he was at tech 17, 18, 18 and 19 sat out 19 and 20 uh, after transferring to rise for NCAA transfer rules. And then best I can tell he was listed on the roster in 2021, but didn't log a single minute. There are no stats. And then he was not listed on the roster last season, this previous season. So maybe he got cut. Maybe he had some, something happen that forced him to step away from the game. I don't know what, but Somehow still has eligibility left. Yeah, I mean, it's a. (laughs) I hope it's a great redemption story. Obviously, rooting for him, but it is just it's kind of interesting that he's coming back after not having. By the time he, you know, Tech starts playing basketball in the fall, it will have been three years. No, four. Not three since his since the last time he played a game, and that was at Texas
0: Tech. And there's it's, something wrong with their stats reporting. It there's just something I might be
2: missing. You know, it's a private school. There might be some something that they didn't feel like they had to report or, or show, but I sure didn't see anything on their official website and I could be completely wrong there. But I thought that there's gotta be something there because I mean, otherwise he'd be running out of eligibility. So that would kind of make sense that he basically took the last three seasons off and then came right back. It still has some eligibility.
0: The last stats listed for ESPN are for the 1819 season. Yeah, here at Tech. But
2: obviously, probably has a good relationship with Mark Adams. I bet they kept in touch some format or another over the last few years. So it's, uh, I don't know. I'm going to pay attention to this one because it's just kind of an interesting path to get right back where you left a few years later um, but you know the head coach is different the the nil stuff has has happened um you know transfer portals way more friendly i mean i think a lot have a lot of things changed in those three seasons he's been gone it's crazy yeah it doesn't seem like it's been that long that he's been gone but it has and a lot has happened and, a, a pandemic happened. I mean, and you know. And then some. Yeah, pandemic and then some. Crazy.
0: North Carolina guard Kerwin Walton also announced his intention to transfer, committed to Texas Tech. I believe he signed. I think they I tweeted think that out, that he's now officially a writer. He signed with Texas Tech.
2: Yeah, I remember seeing uh, photos of him in uniform, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I equate that with, oh, well, it's official but i would assume that that it's pretty official
0: 65210 junior an actual junior whereas malik Ondigo is probably red shirt senior
2: yeah i think so that's what i was good he gonna, played like 5 years ago well that's what i was i would assume that he played so he you know obviously 2 years of eligibility at tech he, so those two are gone uh he, had, he sat out, he set out before out.
0: the COVID transfer rule. So he probably right. gets one of those years back.
2: Probably. And, but then I think he was on the roster last year, but never played. So he.
0: And he may be a grad transfer at this point.
2: Yeah, that's true. So I, I don't know how many years of eligibility he has left. He might have two.
0: One, one. I don't know. But, but, but Kerwin Waltz <laughs> guard. Um. Transferring Texas Tech. Played in 60 games for the Tar Heels. Much of that uh, as a starter was his freshman year. Played less and less under Herbert, da- Herbert Davis. Is, it, is that the name of the new coach that took over this year? Took him all the way to the finals? Um, Not bad. Obviously, it would appear like just didn't fit the style of play or the system. It's Hubert. Hubert. That, you know, he played so well under... Roy Williams, but then not so much this year. Uh, And then probably because I I listened to the the Gauchos talk about it too, I I don't know which one it is, whether it's the free throw percentage. like He holds some kind of three-point percentage. Sorry. He holds some kind of three-point record for North Carolina, whether that's number made or attempted or percent.
2: It could be by freshman. I would would imagine by freshman stone in there.
0: He also... With a volume sh- volume shooter was like forty two percent from three. Um, played less and less minutes last year, obviously with the team they had um, super talented. But North Carolina essentially ended the season with like a six man rotation, which is ridiculous. You can go that far and only play six guys. Yeah, he and he just wasn't part of that. But he will be coming to Texas Tech. Um, I. I don't know where to project him because like you want, you certainly want like the freshman numbers, Kerwin Walton to come be a contributor for you for Texas tech. Um And just let Steve green figure out how to, how to plug him into this offense that he wants to run here at Texas tech. You know who else had 42% from three last year? Kevin O'Banner, Bryson Williams. That's right. Cause O'Banner, I think just hit 40%. Like, I say just like that's not a lot, but
2: yeah <laughs> yeah if you had me out there being guarded just hit three percent I, I couldn't shoot that in an empty gym anyway
0: if yeah. they let me take enough shots to get to three percent if i made one
2: let's see what was O banners i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up my my internet's being slightly slow
0: it's either like really high 30s or like right at 40 percent yeah because it was he had some
2: you know he had some slumps he had some slumps a little bit last year. Okay. Ooh. Nope.
0: Thirty-four for the year. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Either way, the the roster how it's coming together. Um. And I I I meant to pull it up, but Seth had taken the planes, put together a um eligibility chart, which more or less gives you a glimpse at the the roster too. Um. Because as it stands, you. I believe are at 13 players.
2: Nadolny is still a question mark.
0: And, and yeah, that's going to certainly depend on what, what's going to happen with Nadolny. Um,
2: I shook my finger at Spencer when I said that for some reason,
0: like,
2: uh, uh, uh. is still a
0: question mark. There it is. It's in, so the eligibility chart, you can find it within the Kerwin Walton story that posted most recently. Okay. I, you know, I'm going
2: to link it in the, in our well, we don't post our notes anymore, but still, I'm gonna link it. Stakingtheplains.com.
0: Now, he's got like a lot of names here, but uh, Clarence Nadolny, uh, Ethan Duncan, Lamar Washington, Pop Pop Isaacs, Demarion Williams, Davion Harmon, Corey Williams Jr., but he'll be a walk on, same as Ethan Duncan, Kerwin Walton, um. K.J. Allen, Jalen Tyson, Austin Temperman as a walk-on, Robert Jennings, Elijah Fisher, Kevin O'Banner, Daniel Bacho, Fardaz Amac. Really like that roster. That seemed like a lot of names. <laughs> well, so those are going to be some of your... Um, You get 13 scholarships and then a, a handful of walk-ons. So okay. I did list the, there are three walk-ons. That doesn't include Ondigo just yet. And I did read that right, right? I'm trying to read it from so far away.
2: Right, Ondigo's not in there yet.
0: But anyways. So, early projection, Michael. <laughs> As the basketball expert you are. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> who is, let, let's just say like your ideal, your dream starting five from that group. Oh boy. I think, um,
2: I think AMAC, far, I guess I've got to figure out how to, AMAC, AMAC, AMAC? I think it's is wrong with me. It's AMAC. Okay. I definitely want him out there. I want the big fella out there. So he's your five? Yep. Okay. Uh, let's see. Gosh. This is just kind of like... Just pick your own delightful starting five here. I think I would... Um, oh, Banner's going to be out there too. Okay.
0: I'd have both those guys out there. Yep. Uh, let's see. And then your guard slash wings. Who are you putting out there? I don't know if
2: um I don't think Nadoni's gonna be around, and I don't know if he'd start even if he was, so I wouldn't put him out there and I don't think Walton's gonna be a starter, I think he might be a guy that can come off the bench, hopefully make some threes um i mean i I think would or, or is it crazy to think that pop Pop has a chance to start? I don't think it's crazy, I mean, I really think he does um. So I'm, I'm going to put those three in there and probably Davion Harmon. Uh, man. Okay. Help me fill out the fifth guy. Who would, who do you think?
0: I think you're missing uh Jalen Tyson.
2: Ah, oh, crap.
0: There's so many guys. I am. So yeah, I, cause I, I would differ. I, had, I didn't
2: have a forward. I just had a big
0: and then two, like
2: three guards. Well, I well, need a forward anyway.
0: Well, you had a o- banner. You had a banner. A- yeah. That's and true. O-Banner. yeah. So going backwards, that's your 5-4. I would probably have Harmon out there as your one. And then your other two guards slash wings. Like it could be anybody, really. It could be um, Washington, Isaacs, Damarian Williams. Um, It could be Walton, maybe.
2: I mean, is there going to be, is, is Texas Tech going to have could a be freshman Tyson, player so good that we're going to start
0: him? Elijah Fisher. Maybe how great would that be? I mean, he's borderline five star.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's true too. I mean, it's, it's looking pretty interesting. It's going to take me a while to get used to everybody again. Like,
0: you know, it's kind of the new normal. (laughs) It's, It's like the, uh, the spring game at, at football they handed like a paper roster you'll will need that in basketball too yes. there's only only 15 guys you only keep up with but you'll still need that for a while right i mean it,
2: it takes me until with with how things change now the last couple of seasons it's taken me pretty much till conference play starts and i'm like okay when someone's checking in or when someone's when, when someone's sitting at the scorer's table i'm like okay all right, that's Santos Silva, obviously. He's coming back in. Okay, that's O'Banner. I got it. I got it. So finally about then, I figure it out.
0: So Fisher may be your most talented player because he, he was a five-star recruit in his class, but he also reclassified up a year. So he's graduating early. But also it's kind of hard. Like that... That transition is, I think, even magnified when you're graduating early and coming into a D1 program. He's 17? Sure, yeah. Still, though, like they only hand out so many five stars. He's got a great staff, though. He's coming into a great staff. Oh, for sure. Speaking of, I, I see them quite often. when Whenever Samantha and I uh, grab lunch at Rosa's up on 4th Street. Beautiful. Almost always see... A member of the Texas Tech, Tech men's basketball staff with some players. Ah oh, man, it's been Corey Williams a few times.
2: That just seems like a great place to take some basketball players. Let's let's just go get some tacos. Who's going to bring tacos to the podcast potluck? Are you going to bring tacos?
0: No. Hmm.
2: Kyle, Kyle might bring tacos. I'd probably bring queso. I'd be one of those guys that brings you would queso. definitely. You you might even bring like a queso sampler. No, I just did one. Spencer show up with like three different kinds of queso. we've got white queso <laughs> with pulled pork in it. we've got this one's got
0: bacon and this one's got brisket. Speaking of white queso, the pulled pork nachos at fuzzies? Yes, white queso,
2: they're fantastic. You don't think that a place like a fish taco place is gonna have like good pulled pork nachos, but they do. yeah, yeah they work. They work out. All right. So basketball roster, like
0: any of those guys may or may dude, not start, dude. I am. I'm. <laughs> it's one of those groups you you just like look at them. And you're like, this could be a really good group. This could be a really good team. Yep, really good. All right, because we'll, we'll have to wait. Yeah, four and a half time. months, five long months, long time until we get to 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 basketball. Baseball's even further, like with all the guys that we talked about coming in, or just the the, the highly touted classes, because they'll have fall ball, and then i will have to restrict the roster and everything, but man, those two sports, got quite a ways to go.
2: Speaking of basketball, what is that, isn't there like an alumni team that's going to- The aerators. That's right. That, that they, they just be...
0: recently signed-
2: uh... Is it Mooney? I saw Mooney was on a podcast recently. <laughs> so, Mooney's on
0: it. Uh, I think they just got Tariq Owens on
2: it. Uh is on it. Pretty sure. Justin Gray is on it. Oh, really?
0: hmm I hadn't seen that.
2: I I, I saw some Keenan Evans stuff on Twitter, but I don't know if it,
0: he was actually. Uh, it, it may have had nothing to do with that. Current roster. Here you go. Narenso Odiasse, Mo, Matt Mooney, Zaire Smith, Ooh. Naeem Stevenson, Zach Smith, Justin Gray, Tariq Owens.
2: I forgot about Zach Smith, too. I remember seeing that
0: come out, too. Everyone make your plea for Keenan Evans.
2: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because they need a guard.
0: Well, this is just good. Yeah, they do. There's <laughs> just so much like a lot of
2: forwards f- out there. <laughs> just a lot of alley-oops. That's all it is.
0: It's just, I mean, just the Smiths alley-ooping it to each other. Mooney's on there. I, I don't I don't yeah. think he's, a, he's your one. Well, he would be he's out your, of that group, well, probably. Yeah, because it's Odiasse Zaire Smith, I guess Sayer hey, could bring he, it down. He kind of played a hybrid guard. Sure. Yeah. Naeem Stevenson also kind of played like a yeah. hybrid guard. But awesome. he's great. Zach, Zach Smith, no. Gray could it. maybe do Justin it. Justin Gray. He's, he's more forward than guard. Tariq Owens. I'd love <laughs> to see him bring the We've ball We've got to court.
2: keep an eye on this because that sounds like some fun basketball to watch.
0: Yeah. We'll see. All right. You want to wrap this up with what we learned? Yeah. I am ready. Let's do it. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't f- know either. All right. So we talked about me going to go see Top Gun last week. I saw it Wednesday night in IMAX. Yes. It's fantastic. Yes. Um, I want
2: to go back and see it. I have not wanted to go see a movie. Well, aside from Fury Road, (laughs) which I I didn't see it twice in theater. But since Spider-Man in 2000, I have not wanted to see a movie twice in the theaters. I don't think I've
0: ever seen a movie twice in the theaters.
2: That and Phantom Menace. Those are the only two I saw in the theater. One of them was because it was a school trip, which was weird. Oh, well. It was, so, I, I'd already seen it. This did you get you out of the school? Yeah, my physics teacher wanted to take us to go see Phantom Menace. And we're like, he wanted to go see yeah. Phantom Yeah. it's like, okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. It's like his, his wife. At her significant we'll other go to at the home. 145 showing at, on Thursday or whatever. She's like,
0: absolutely not. I was like, well, I'll, I'll figure out a way. <laughs> Got it sanctioned to go to the school.
2: He had a Prius too. He was really proud of it because it was like with the first generation Prius. And so we were talking about it all the time and he was showing us all the, when it was in electric mode and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was cool. This was sure. 2000 guys. So 1999, I'm um, an old, sorry. Tell me more I, about Tell me more about it. had
0: my birthday, man. I turned 33. Yeah. My, my mother-in-law, she's, she's something else, man like you're gonna be my favorite number i was like what a weird thing to say huge larry bird fan because she likes three well 33 seemed better i was like (laughs) okay helen (laughs) you could have just said happy birthday but no you said you're gonna be my favorite number and then explain to me
2: well you've you've got it wrapped up for like the next several birthdays there's gonna be a three involved
0: well, you're also good. In the past three birthdays. Yeah. I mean, 30.
2: You're, you just noticing
0: it now that I'm going to have a three uh, and that there, there will Wasted be years. There will be a, a time when Samantha and I will both be 33. Like, Oh my gosh, she's going to lose her mind.
2: 39 is divisible by three, 36. Oh my gosh. Crazy.
0: But 39, I mean, it's three and 13. Anyways, it's you know, not as good luck though. 13 has got a three in it. <laughs> so for my birthday, went to BJ's for dinner after, after I asked all you guys for, for recommendations, didn't you
2: didn't anybody. listen to any of ours?
0: <laughs> well, no. Here, I do like BJ, so it's it's good. We went to Ike's month, yesterday for lunch with my office. Oh, okay. Oh, good. And I would have probably enjoyed it more if I wasn't, like, watching the clock. On oh, the to, clock, yeah. Well, no, no, because, like, on my way to lunch, it was 10, no, it was almost 11.45. Okay. The way that our... Home showing system is up. They have to give us an hour lead time before they can schedule a showing. So they scheduled a showing for 1240. I was like, not making that. So I hit deny. And I and I, I texted our, our, our realtor friend that's helping us out. I was like, hey, like, will you reach out to them and say like, well, I'm not available. Can reschedule for a little bit later this afternoon. And I said, I'm going to need at least like 130. Comes back a few minutes later at 130. I was like, oh, I should have said two. And we showed up. One, I was not expecting the 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 age of the lunch crowd there. Significantly white, white hair. <laughs> oh, I was like, sorry, that, <laughs> that, that that's not I, an age. I could have said that. better. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, it was a it was a it's kind of funny because you would think like an older lunch crowd with that would have would have hit like eleven thirty. It's like twelve fifteen. I was like, this place filled up, and it's like we're in. Like they let everybody out like rate a ranch or something. Oh, there you go. I don't know. Anyways, um, I probably would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't like watching the clock and and being very hyper aware of like how long it was taking to get our food. Because like we ordered and like every few minutes, like it's 1220, it's 1235, it's 1240. Where's my food? I have to leave in 10 minutes, 1242 food. And then, okay interesting though i i got the so how was top gear or top gun (laughs) oh gosh we were talking about top gun top gun was fantastic man i loved it there were a couple scenes that they had like remade obviously from the first movie it felt kind of cheesy but i was like you know what like i actually kind of enjoyed it because samantha hadn't seen the 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 original the first movie before we saw this one Mm -hmm. so it, it wasn't cheesy to her Oh, okay. So she went it in, wasn't, yeah. It wasn't like, like a remake to her.
2: And it wasn't something that you had to see the first one to still really enjoy it? No. And get it. I mean, obviously, like he had a history with Jennifer Connelly's character. You didn't have to know that Which she was- Which I missed that. She was the- Well, the only reason I noticed it was because I had just watched it. And for yeah. some reason, the Penny thing stuck in my head that her name was Penny in the first movie. The- that, admiral's daughter or whatever
0: yeah because even in the first movie they just kind of like mentioned yeah, like, oh I they, think there twice. was a
2: scene that happened with the admiral's daughter
0: yeah oh well, it was
2: crazy and <laughs> it turns out yeah he took her for a ride in a fighter jet so
0: yeah that was pretty crazy <laughs> but no so the movie imax experience was pretty great we I, I won't go into too much detail besides like we've figured out like they don't have ticket takers at movie theaters anymore so like we're like we just walk right really in? But then we realize, like, they don't have to because they're they're all assigned seats. So you can't just walk in without a ticket and then sit somewhere because you're probably gonna be sitting somewhere. Like, Someone's seat. gonna, yeah. However, the so we went to the IMAX in the mall, right? Th- they only serve you a small number of items. The rest of like sodas, ices, popcorn. It's all self service. They just give you the container. So like, oh, you yeah. legit could walk into this movie theater get a big thing of an icy, get a big thing of popcorn and walk into a movie all for free. Assuming you can find a spot that's not already somebody else's. If
2: you figure there's just somebody watching just to see,
0: you would think so. Yeah. Anyways, movie was great. I loved it. I awesome. loved it. Uh, we sat in the back row, of the IMAX, which means we got our eardrums absolutely blown out <laughs> of our heads, which was <laughs> I didn't think about still, that. It was fantastic. That's perfect though. Yeah, the, 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 there was one moment in, in the film for those that have seen it or those that haven't. Me and one of the characters had the same reaction. They were, it was a dog fighting scene and they were going up against them, like, these really techn- technologically advanced. The quote unquote enemy. Yeah, the generation five or fifth generation fighter. And it did some kind of crazy maneuver to evade. I, was, I thought, man, what the f- was that? And like the characters, are, what the f- was that? I was like, me too, same, man. Me too. Same page. Anyways. It was great. I know. And and, and not, not, not to spoil it, but there is an F 14 scene. And I was like, yeah, of course they had one of those back in there. All right. Um, what about you, man? Uh, let's see. I learned that
2: uh, man smoked meatloaf. What? Maybe I would bring smoked meatloaf to what? our potluck.
0: No. You, do you like meatloaf? I love meatloaf. But like, why wh- you've never smoked it? No, I've never made it either. I just, my mom,
2: well, I've done it on the smoker a couple of times and uh my wife had this she's just been she's mentioned it the last few weeks and we just haven't been able to to carve out a time to do it but she's been really united used to make this uh jalapeno cheddar meatloaf that you could buy it was pre-made you just go home and heat it up and this was years ago and we were i remember when we were first married but we'd get it every now and then oh this is so good and so she's been craving it. And so she found a recipe that was pretty similar and she thought, okay, we're doing this and I want you to put it on the smoker. And I was like, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. So really I was just kind of like a hired gun. I mean, she, she, she put everything in the bowl and I have my, uh, you know, I mixed up the meat because I have those gloves for when I'm dealing with brisket and all that. And cause both of us, we don't like, we don't like the, the raw burger meat on our hands. It's just not our, it's not my thing. Burger meat and raw egg and breadcrumb. I anyway, so I had the gloves. So she just like mixed it all up, and then I just formed two different meatloafs: one that had the <coughs> jalapeno and one that didn't. Put cubes of cheddar cheese in it. Um, you know, basted it sort of with like this combination of ketchup and Worcestershire and and uh, brown sugar. Basted it. I
0: don't like people that say called w sauce it's like that's that's stupid well
2: and i say it different every time <laughs> worcester worcester worcestershire worcester, sorry go on worcester. i have all of but i've never heard anybody call it w sauce but dude next time just smoke some meatloaf man just just get the old
0: well so i i i told you about when i smoked a pork belly pork belly yes uh,
2: you, when we were last had the podcast, you had purchased said pork belly. Yeah.
0: And it was interesting. I, I wasn't expect I, I expected more of like a bacon texture flavor to it. And I, I, I prepared it like burn in. So like I, I cubed it, seasoned it, cooked it on the smoker, but in a pan and then sauced it. I had more of the texture and taste of pork ribs, which of course would make sense now that I think about it. Like they're so close together. <laughs> Where the meat comes from, anyways, really fatty, yeah. And it wasn't like, anyways, it was it was good. It was, yeah. it, it, it wasn't my favorite. It's also a really cheap cut of meat. I was like, that's not bad. I may have enjoyed it more had I gone in expecting ribs, but yeah, you might have. I, one other thing I learned, and I wanted to get your
2: take on this, is is mowing the lawn because you're, you know, we're going yard here briefly. Is mowing the lawn on a hundred six degree day? It's bad. In you know, like, like the 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 crack, the first crack of the lawnmower, four p.m. The absolute apex of of just God's flashlight, just just beaming down on a, on this earth, or his magnifying, magnifying glass, glass, just just trying to get us all in West Texas. Uh, is that insane? Is that just nuts? Yes. Like, don't you think that there's another, a better time of the day to, to not put your, I I mean, people, people think I'm joking, but that's putting your health in jeopardy to, to like actively go out and do that much manual labor in the absolute hottest part of the day. I I don't know. Maybe you're training, maybe you're (laughs) training for some like Mo triathlon. I don't know about, is there like a, like a,
0: an I Iron Man mowing event, tough mutter mower. <laughs> My perspective on this actually had nothing to do with personal health. It was like stressing out the lawn itself. <laughs> <laughs> so you, which I mean, it, it's also, it's also personally physically bad for your, your own health, <laughs> but also your lawn. <laughs> it's also really bad for your lawn to cut it. Uh, because it's funny. I, I, I didn't know this, but, when you cut the grass and you can smell cut grass, that's actually a stress response. Oh really? Yeah. So like, you're like, oh, I like the smell of freshly mown grass. Like it's fine, but that's a stress response of the grass being cut. Hmm. I've also one because I'm, I'm a little more aware of this, trying to grow a cool season grass in an area that gets 110 degree temperatures every now and then. Um, I try not to mow or even be on the grass when it's getting stressed out like that. I also have to turn on the sprinklers. They run for full cycles, I believe, four times a week right now. Shh! Don't tell the city. Yes, don't. And I also run an afternoon mini cycle to cool it off.
2: So, is it okay to water in like full sun like that?
0: Yeah, because it's.
2: like when it's that hot, it just seems like that would almost shock it. But I don't know nothing well, about that.
0: And I, I I learned this. This is gonna sound ridiculous. I learned this from a TikTok viewer who was actually trying to advocate for opening up park space for homeless individuals. Okay. Because the actual ground temperature, even in grass in direct sunlight, was twenty five degrees cooler than like concrete or asphalt in the shade. Sure, yeah. So anyways, the grass and the turf itself will actually maintain a much lower temperature than even like your air temperature. So there's not that big of a shock. But what it does, it helps for a cool season grass, help it keep from getting too dried out and too hot when it runs away. Anyways, I'm, I'm letting mine grow out, which is helpful that we're under contract now. We're not having showings every, every couple of seconds, but I'm going to let it grow a little bit. There you go. Anyways, that's all I learned.
2: I think, I think mowing your grass at 106 degrees is bad for the person mowing
0: and and you think it's bad for the grass. It's absolutely bad for your health. I tried. I, I, we only got out of the house this weekend. Well, one for church on Sunday, but anytime else was to be out for a showing. We did nothing outside the house this weekend and that was intentional. Yeah. And then felt the relief of 102 yesterday. Yeah, and a slight breeze. It was. It was really weird. It was hazy. I had to go out and I had was, my windows was cracked. That was that, that Egyptian
2: dust was that what was blowing in. I don't know. I it's a heron dust. It's one of those weird days. Or the only time I've ever had to do this. I had my windows cracked. Besides when it's actually raining. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I, I looked outside. I was like, oh god, and I saw that <laughs> it was just you know the red menace outside, and I I ran outside and had to roll up my windows because of dirt, and I, yeah, there's like a thin film of dirt all in my truck just because I I had my windows cracked because, oh, it's going to be really hot. Let the air kind of circulate. The whole interior of my truck's black. Seemed like a great idea years ago. Yeah. Not so much now.
0: It's hot. It's hot, Spencer. Yeah. So welcome to the off-season, everybody. (laughs) This has been the 23 Personnel Podcast, uh, wrapping up baseball, getting ready for basketball season with that new roster. Super excited. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next
1: time.